It's the Tim Cornwall Show with Joe Santorsa. Bringing you news from the front lines of the battle to restore the soul of America. And now, here's your host, Tim Cornwall. Hey there, one, and welcome to episode 732 of the Tim Cornwall Show for Sunday, February 18th, 2024. And I'm joined on the show once again by my co-host, co-producer, and resident Photoshop expert, the one, the only, Joe, at Marnus3 at mstdn.party for now. <laughs> <laughs> for now. <laughs> How are you, Joe? I'm doing fine, Tim. Glad to be here. Glad to have you back. Also joining us from down Atlanta, Seth P23. Seth, glad to have you back. What's going on? Glad to be back as well. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show again, Tim. Glad to be back here with you guys. Glad to have you back. And also from my old stomping grounds, John Brito. How are you, John? I'm doing just fine. Always tickled to get an invitation onto your show, Tim. Well, we just love having you, John. I got to get down your way one of these days soon. Visit some family yeah, you and do. see you. Yeah. Well, see you a little again. bit better down here right now. Oh, yeah. Well, we got six inches of snow here in Pittsburgh. I'm going to pray for you. On Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, John, what's going on down in Corpus Christi oh, Bay? Oh, the fight continues. Uh, I've been trying to get active in my local politics. I, I attended a, a, a recent Democratic headquarters meeting down here. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying, that's the message I'm trying to pump. Get involved, baby. And that's the easiest way to do it is to call your local headquarters of your Democratic Party and see when the next meeting is. I saw Pop your, your head I, in there. I saw your video from that meeting. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was quite a productive meeting. We're going to have some uh, follow-up interviews with uh, people running for state representative, for uh, council uh, person, and and, and different uh, different uh, offices here in my in my local district. So yeah, awesome. we're looking forward to that. Well, you know, get a little more involved in it. You know, your local ele- your local elected offices are just as important as the national ones. So, well, you know, I, I remind people: you go to vote for dog catcher in the same booth, you're going to go vote for president. Mm-hmm. Make it count, baby. Everything yep. in our life uh, is controlled by those that we put in office, yep. and that means locally or nationally. Yep. Every response to these Republicans that are still saying there's voter fraud. <laughs> <laughs> it needs yeah. to be you mean the fraud that got you elected on the same ballot that that Donald Trump fraudulent That's <laughs> the one. so fraudulent right <laughs> That's the one Well hamana 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 Right How is hamana doing anyway <laughs> Right yeah So oh 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 speaking of hamana of haba hamana <laughs> yeah. She claims habana, habana. she claims that uh, she's uh, she's going to you know appeal uh her three hundred and fifty-six or sixty-four million dollar loss in mm. Judge Ingram's court. Oh, I understand he has to put up a little, you know, cash to do that. Is that I understand he's true? looking for some new lawyers too. I think so. <laughs> so I guess he's got to he come up with a, a bond agent. Yeah, that's willing to uh, to put up the kind of money, and I think it's like twenty percent. Yeah, well, but he can't. Bar- but he can't get a loan from anyone, any bank that does business in New York. Which means yeah, I, he's going to have to go this to, with some of my neighbors and one of our friend. She's a lawyer. She said, you know, he, he's he could quite possibly get somebody to bail him out because a lot of times people weird people weird rich people bail him out. Like even Elon Musk could bail his ass out for all we know. I mean, who knows? He's know? gonna he's gonna have to ask. Uh, um, hey Russia, can I get a loan? Yeah. Yeah. Mute. comrade. Mute. Mine comrade. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So we'll get into all that. But uh, John, tell people where they can check you out. 
Uh, you can find me on Facebook under John Brivo or on YouTube, uh, Blue Dot in Texas, on TikTok of Blue Dot in Texas, on Threads, on Instagram. Out of anywhere. Go look. You are Shit, everywhere. I'm trying to get everywhere. <laughs> you are everywhere. I'm All trying, right. baby. We're, go- we're doing real good, Tim. Uh, yeah. We've gone up several thousand uh, followers uh, on our YouTube uh, in just the last month. That's and fantastic. So, yeah. That's fantastic. We're, we're tickled. Well, thank you, John. Always glad to have you. And Seth, what's happening in Atlanta? Way there was a lot happening in Atlanta this week. Oh man, there is, there is. And um, I think I want to talk about uh, Fonnie Willis for a moment and just say that you know what? I have so much respect for her and so much admiration. And what they're putting her through is just horrible. And um, I was listening to the Frangela uh, Frangela podcast earlier today, and uh, they really do a super great job of just breaking down how. <sighs> how wrong it is what the way they're treating her right now and how Absolutely. dehumanizing and racist and sexist and all these things. And, um, you know, but she's going there showing up every day, taking the stand, talking to answering questions, getting witnesses up there. And, um, you know, we'll see how it goes, but it's really, really unfortunate. You know what I mean? Because it's not, at the end of the day, it's like, it's not that big a deal. So she had a relationship with a coworker, but they were on the same side. It's not like there's a conflict of interest. Yeah. And um, so, you know, that's that's big in the news right now. And people talk a lot about that. And um, But I, I think she'll come out ahead. And I, th- I think she'll be all right. And I think she'll, this uh, case will get back underway, you know. And uh, and they'll, they'll definitely try Donald Trump for election interference. And, you know, we just got to get through this. Uh, but I think it I think it will work out. And um, so that's what's going on in Atlanta. Um, you can find me. I am uh, a lot mostly on Mastodon. Uh, I actually just dropped another YouTube video, kind of a comedy YouTube video. You can check that out. And um, so on Mastodon, I'm Seth. P23, uh, YouTube, Seth Pajak, all one word. Um, and then uh, my wife and I have a, um Instagram account where we have uh, vegan dishes that we post up there if you want to check that out. Wow, so, uh, you've transitioned yeah. well to calling her your wife. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. You've been calling I, I, her I mean, your girlfriend you know, for 20 years. <laughs> it's, it's, that's what it is now, so it's there what you go. It is. Yeah, you've been calling her your girlfriend but, uh, for 20 years. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm happy to be here, and thanks for having me back on the show, Tim. Really I'm appreciate glad it. To have you back. Seth, always glad to have you. Joe, what's happening up Scranton Way? Did you guys get well, any snow? We did get about uh, half an inch. Oh. If I really stretched it. Wow. You know, enough to aggravate me that I have to go outside <laughs> and shovel, you know, some stuff away. But it wasn't much at all. Yeah, and what else has happened in Scranton? Well, uh, let's see. We have uh, a Senate race going on here. Uh, that I have no no idea uh, who the challenger is, but it's Bob Casey Jr. Mm, yep. is our senator, and I suspect he's going to still be our senator yeah. when all is said and done. And uh, I hope he gets well because uh, I understand he had a brief uh, problem with his prostate. He had prostate cancer. But uh, he had surgery, and uh, he is uh, doing well. So, yeah, that's that's all that's going on up here. Well, you, uh, now that's not all that's going on, Joe. We had a special election this week in oh, Pennsylvania. Yeah? Well, yes, we did, and we took over the the uh, the house, the house, the Pennsylvania mm-hmm. house. Yes, wow. Pennsylvania House is now Democratic. Yay. That's right. Yay. As Good is our work, governor. Joe. 
was vote. <laughs> <laughs> all I did was vote. Yeah. But uh, and well, I'm well, that, I thought that was for my ballots for the primaries now because I we applied for them. So yeah, I got to do that. Our, our, I looked it up. Our our primary is April twenty third. April twenty third, and uh, we got an email message well, about a month, more than a month ago, about whether we want to. Every year, you have to renew your request for uh, mail in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually found the website where you go in and, and apply. So, right, I'm but they remind that. once you do, they remind you by email that it's time to to do it. And we did it, and we got a confirmation. So I'm just waiting for the ballads. Should be coming uh, fairly soon. And uh, not too much more going on up here. Yeah, well, I was I was explaining that what happened, you know, <clears throat> to someone um, earlier this week about why Pennsylvania is allowed to do mail-in ballot and why it was all, you know, part of this whole thing with Trump and his, and his, you know, rege- you know, trying to overturn Pennsylvania in 2020 is because, uh, because of the pandemic, the Republicans and the Democrats voted in the legislature voted to change the mail-in voting laws to allow anyone to vote by mail without an excuse. Right, Joe? Right, right. You don't have. You can get an absentee ballot or a mail-in ballot, and they, they ask you to specify. Right, but you don't. You don't have to go to the polls. You can vote by mail. Nope, I haven't been to the polls in years. Right, and then they're all of a sudden. Oh, that's unconstitutional. Was Trump's claim? Oh, you know, we can't have people voting by mail. That's unconstitutional. And, and they fought it all the way to the Supreme Court and lost. Well, because it is constitutional, assholes. Right. Because but if you the, the Constitution on- says. Guess who runs elections? Right. States. States. Just the other day, I saw a clip of Elise Stefanik, you know, saying, oh, and Pennsylvania's unconstitutional vote, you know, in 2020 caused... Quiet. Yeah. It's like, it's not true. It's just BS. You know? Republicans are known for that. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. Oh, and see, and, and Republicans were freaking out on Tuesday because in New York... For George, the re- election to replace George Santos, you know, they told their people not to vote by mail. And then on election day, they got hammered with snow. <laughs> and, the Republican, and the Republican <laughs> well. Party was paying people to go shovel out the, the, the polls <laughs> so people could get into them. And I thought, well, first when I heard that, I was like, wait a minute. One party or the other should not be paying to have the the poll dug out so people can go vote. That should be the city's responsibility, or the yeah, you know or wherever, yeah. you know. But I mean, because that's just partisan. That's that's accepting partisan you know money. But yeah, uh, but yeah, anyway. yeah, Georgia won't let people uh, give water to people standing in line. Right, right. But then yeah. they were surprised that that you know that they that the Democrat won by eight points. Right. So <laughs> loved it. So. That's right. So. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, then the Republicans playing it off like, well, they don't have anything to celebrate. Oh, kiss our ass. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like they constantly lose, but then they act like they're not constantly losing. Right. And I'm like, y'all, y'all. I mean, just y'all see the news? Yeah. No. Right. Did you not see it? Gosh. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were talking. Yes, I guess Friday and yesterday, you know, on MSNBC about how Judge Ingram's, you know, ruling. You know that that uh, for fraud that you know he's got to pay what four hundred and sixty million dollars with interest on top yeah, of the three hundred and sixty four. Yeah. So it's better part of a billion, or yeah. half a billion rather. You know whether yeah. whether that's going to affect him in the election because he's now guilty. I mean, his corp- all of his corporations are guilty of fraudulent activity, 
and and he hasn't even gone to criminal court yet. <laughs> and, well, yeah, and March twenty yeah, fifth, yeah. man, March twenty fifth. Exactly. That's that's and, and there's gonna. I mean, that trial's not gonna take but so long. I would think. I mean, there's gonna be weeks. a verdict on that one. But the crazy thing is, is like Republicans didn't blink an eye when his uh, the Trump Foundation got his charity wing of his organization got shut down for fraud because they were basically using it like a, a piggy bank and just taking money whenever they wanted. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and somehow or another they're like, oh, that's fine. Well, they, I, I did just, you see the I people yesterday? Around it. It's just nuts. Did you, you see the saying? people they were interviewing at his at his thing yesterday, where they were all like, "Oh, this is all just a witch hunt," you know, blah yeah. blah blah. Judge Angeron, oh, they're going after him in criminal court just because he's so high in the polls. He's going to be Joe Biden. I'm like you people are living in La La Land. <laughs> they are really. They are. They're living in a world of their own hate. Oh, and did you see That's that lady that ran up on the stage when he was giving his shoe, oh, showing off, trying to introduce his shoes? After he got we got booed, <laughs> the oh, lady yeah. got up there and was like, "I love Donald Trump. Oh, he's the greatest thing. We need him as president. You need to vote for Donald Trump." Ugh, I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like that, that was, was nuts. like that wasn't a setup, right? <laughs> right. Like the Secret Service didn't have to approve all that before it was. I mean, what a really? You think that was spontaneous? Right. Of course. You think anybody could just run up on stage and hug just him? Just run up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Mm-hmm. I worked on presidential campaigns in my day, and we had to meet the Secret Service when a candidate was coming to town. Mm-hmm. We had to sit with the Secret Service. They had to give us badges. They had to run background checks on all of us. Mm-hmm. You don't run up on the stage, right, to a presidential candidate or any anything like oh, that. Oh yeah, that was completely staged. Completely That's staged. St- Stupid. Just like everything, just like his trip to it's to a non-union a plant. It's all a with, play. Just yeah. like his trip to the non-union plant that he staged people who weren't union workers with signs that said "Union Workers for Trump," <laughs> you yeah, know, right, and then yeah. paid for it, and and it was released in his in his filing to the FEC how much he spent for that to hire the mm. actors and rent the venue mm. and do all that stuff. What he spent like forty thousand dollars to pretend to yeah. be at a union event <laughs> you know just stupid but anyway joe since people can't find you on uh <laughs> well on much social I, media. we're looking for mast- you joe where are I you have, i have a mastodon account i don't use it um and like i said i'm transitioning my facebook account to a private account which uh all of you friends of mine will hear about that when it's ready all right joe that's it all right well thank you i'm man. anti-social media <laughs> right <laughs> Yes, and uh, uh, Tim Cormall hailing from the great city of Pittsburgh, like where I said we got six inches of snow on Friday. But you know what? I'm I didn't have anywhere to go till Monday, so I'm just letting Mother Nature take care of it. <laughs> I shoveled the sidewalk in front of the house, and that was it. Driveway will be will be it's going to be forty degrees on Monday, so no. so it'll be melted by the time I have to go out on Monday. So anyway, <laughs> but uh, TimCormall.com is a website for our show, and I. Uh, you can find us on Apple, Google, and Amazon Podcasts, as well as on Networks Radio and Radio for Humans. Uh, Networks Radio, 6.30 a.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Eastern on Mondays, as well as on Radio for Humans, Mondays and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Of course, if you're listening to this now, I don't know why you'd be listening to it there, but <laughs> we appreciate them playing playing it for us. And with that, let's do, uh, Joe, you, 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 we used to call it Twitter Friends of the Week, mm-hmm. and then we called it uh, Social Media Friends of the Week, but now, uh-huh. let's, I like you came up with Hero of the Week. 
Yes, my hero of the week. So right. we'll, we'll, we'll just go with our heroes. Hey, follow hero me on YouTube. Hero. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Pinterest. Follow me on Twitch. Follow me on MySpace. What the hell is MySpace? Follow me on Musical.ly. Follow me on Reddit. Follow me on the sidewalk. Follow me on the road. Follow me on WhatsApp. Follow me on Daily Motion. Follow, 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 follow. <laughs> You're going to have to find a hero of the week theme. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll, we'll start with Seth. Who is your social media friend this week? Or hero. My social hero media person is Sarah Cooper. And I am uh, talking about basically her YouTube page, although she's all over the internet and all, you know, like Facebook, uh, I guess what used to be Twitter and, and Instagram and all that. And you may remember her. She is the woman who um, made the videos where she would lip sync Trump. And it was just hilarious how oh, she yes. would do it. And um, uh, she took a break from making videos, but she's back now and she's making new ones. Oh, and um, hey. I was really happy to see that. I was like, hey, yeah, I remember you. And um, so, yeah, I definitely recommend people uh, checking her space out and uh, checking out her videos on YouTube or God, I think she's on TikTok and, and everything else. So Sarah Cooper and very funny, very uh, witty and uh her parodies of Trump are a classic. If you haven't seen them, I highly recommend checking <laughs> yeah, that she's out. Yeah, awesome. nuts. She's at, at youtube.com slash at Sarah CPR. I'll put a link in the show notes. And we'll go to um, John Brittavu. Ah, my hero of the week is Justin Pennington. Justin Pennington's on Facebook. You can find him over there. He is a digital creator. And uh, he also operates WTF Stream Studios. So y'all figure out what that means. And, uh, and, and he is my hero because he is involved in the fight every day. He puts out content, trying to keep people motivated, uh, to stay involved in our, in, our, in this fight for democracy. And, uh, it's no less than that. And, uh, so yeah, I'm proud of Justin Pennington for sticking as his two cents and making sure as many people as he can uh, reach, uh, gets the message. So yeah, that's awesome. kudos to that's Justin. Awesome. All right. Justin Pennington on Facebook. He's great. I see his posts every day and we'll go with, uh, Joe, your hero of the week. My hero is John Floyd. And and why don't I pick him? That is uh, Fonnie Willis' father. Yes. Mm. And oh, yeah. I, sent, cool. I sent you a, uh, a link, Tim, to the... Uh, to, oh, there's my dogs. See, <laughs> they're starting. And even, um, even they know. They even know that... Uh, I sent you a link, Tim, that uh, you can read about him. He, he's a fascinating character. Um... An ex Black Black Panther, uh, he worked with Nelson Mandela, uh, a great great man, and he went up there and, in a such a, a nice way, put them right in their place. Right, yeah. Put them right in their place. But uh, Tim has the link. If you want to go go to that link, and uh, he'll put it in the show notes. Uh, read about him. He's a fascinating character. Um, and, and and he's somebody that uh, we all should look up to. Not only Fonnie yeah. Willis, but uh, we all should be looking up to people like that. And you know what? Uh, what really struck me was the the culture ignorance of some of these people. And I'll, I'm going to especially, since we're on this subject, I'm going to especially call out Danny Savalas, on, not to be confused with Telly, Uh on uh, MSNBC, he's supposedly their legal analyst, who was sitting next to uh, to uh, Weissman. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One day, and 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 he and he 
really lit into Thani Willis about her testimony, how unprofessional it was, how she wouldn't have done, shouldn't have done that, and all this other thing, and then went off and and said how and and then he he ended it with, and and who the hell hands cash to their friends? Like I'm thinking, man, you don't know anything about black. I don't know anything about black culture, but you certainly are on the air. And, well, John Floyd explained it all. Exactly. He explained it all. And he said, you know, I don't mean to be racist, Your Honor, but it's a black thing. That's right. And and the ignorance of this Danny, anytime I see this Dan Savalas anymore, I'm not going to listen to him because Weissman was just rolling his eyes. I know I didn't want to get into a fight with him on the air, but uh, right. you know it was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, she was exactly. terrific, and and who gives cash? She explained that all, and then he explained it all. Yeah. You know, and if you're going to be ignorant, don't go on MSNBC and pretend to be a legal analyst. That's all I'm going to say. Right? Yeah, I saw a, I saw a um, a, a screenshot that somebody took of a of a tweet, I guess. On Twitter from Liam Nielsen, and he had the picture of Fanny Willis on the stand, and with and she's look given that look, and he says, he says, my mom gave me this look back in 1979, right before she beat my ass in the grocery store. There you go. <laughs> we all know that look, right? <laughs> so, well, um, I tell you, some of the some of the and, and there was one analyst then on the first day after the first witness, who declared game game over. Like save your hot takes for the whole at the end of the the trial, not at well, the beginning, okay? We're gonna because get, that's not the way it, yeah. where it worked out. We're we'll get into that in a little bit when we got the clips to play, uh, and so. But I'm gonna do my uh, social friend is somebody I just followed on uh, on uh, Threads, and it's at d e e z underscore twenty ten on Threads, and I. Uh, picked this person because they sent me a friend uh, a friend request on threads and i accepted it and when it looked they said to swing vote or to swing state dim leading voters who were thinking they may not vote for biden because of his latest report uh remember back to 2016 when we were told that if you don't didn't vote for hillary that trump would stack the court and we might lose roe remember that and despite you saying oh don't be so dramatic it will never happen it did Worse things will be in store for us if you keep up with this useless hypocritical purity test nonsense, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, Amen. Amen. Because that's it. Because let me tell you, they want nothing more for Donald Trump to be back in the White House so that Justice Alito and Thomas can, res- can retire and let him appoint two 40-year-old judges that will be on the court for the next 50 years. There you go. Yeah, one one of them will be, will be uh, uh, the one down in Florida, right? <laughs> Cannon. Oh, good <laughs> yeah. lord! God. Yeah, put her on the court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's yeah, you know, it's not beyond the realm of possibility elsewhere, but you know, yeah, it's all. Well, I think she'd ever. I don't think she'd ever pass pass the Senate, but uh, no, she wouldn't. He's pass certainly, the he's certainly. But it's a good joke. Nominator. No, he didn't nominate her. Oh yeah, we well, remember. No when, you remember when? Um, yeah, Remember when George W. Bush tried to nominate what was her name Harriet something, and she didn't even know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she didn't yeah. even know legal theory or something, you know, right. something like that. And so the Senate was like, 
Uh, nah. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Next. Yes. So, uh, but anyway, so uh, we gave all our social media friends the applause there. And uh, we'll start out with a, a little morning Joe uh, and uh, talking about Trump's gas. Right? Rich people are given $7,000 subsidies. I didn't need this. I had a very nice life. Nice Saturday afternoon. I could tell you if I weren't doing this where I would have been, I would have been in a very nice location. The danger from within is far greater, in my opinion, from the, than the danger on the outside of our country. That's danger, but this is serious. The fascists, the communists, the serious socialists. I hear that they like Obama better. They should like Obama better. You know why? Because he didn't ask for anything. We were like the stupid country of the world, and we're not going to be the stupid country what? of the world any longer. We're not going to be. What's he talking about? Got bad under, under this and guy. listen to that applause. So he now wants to send them 50, 60 billion dollars. I know all about the marbles. I can tell you every marble. <laughs> these beautiful columns that are incredible how they could have done it years ago without the powerful tractors. We have to win in November. <laughs> Well, we're not going to have Pennsylvania. They'll oh, change the name. You're going to change, change the name, the name of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Strewn all over the garage for under his precious. We can be energy independent, and we can even be energy dominant. And yes, quickly says that President Trump. Wow. When wow. he wasn't threatening oh, to destroy God. a nearly 75-year-old global alliance that took down the Soviet Union... Donald Trump seemed downright confused at times over the weekend. Did he know who he was running against? Well, he, he thought he was running again against Barack Obama. What? He always, always He's thinks... He's obsessed with him. Well, yeah, he is because he feels he feels yeah. inferior to him in every way. Right, I... And, and yeah. so, so but, but he's obsessed with Obama mm-hmm. and keeps, keeps confusing Obama. And then the powerful tractors. Yeah, that... That made columns, the powerful tractors. Okay, so anyhow, he seemed to think Barack He's Obama was president and was Again. even slurring his words no, at times. He does that. Yeah, it happens, know, but, you know, like no I said, Like there. I said, Fat Elvis at the microphone, but they, <laughs> they like Fat Elvis at the microphone. They love him. They don't care that he thinks he's running against a guy who got out of politics eight years ago. <laughs> The shit writes itself, doesn't it? Right, exactly. For every comedian out there. Oh, my gosh. It's just, I mean, how fitting is it that the day after he's he's found liable for fraud in the tune of $364 million, that the very next day he's out hawking gold gold sneakers? (laughs) You know, you'd think that it's obvious what he does. It, it, you know, we all make a joke of it, but yeah, he's out there grifting every day, every day on oh every subject. Oh my God. Give me your just, money. The grift is endless. It just, it's never ends. And even his sons but are they, out there you know, grifting, you know? So, oh. Hey, what's see? that old saying? There's a sucker born every minute. Right. Exactly. That, that's easy. That's who he's going for. Yep. So, so, so I, I heard this morning that apparently the, LLCs that in that are incorporated in New York, obviously he can't touch the money because it's all 
Judge Ingeron put a you know a special master over over the corporate or or, or or that retired judge she's overseeing, and then they they have to hire a compliance officer, independent to make sure that they're not they don't continue committing fraud, and he can't divest anything, he can't access any of the resources of those LLCs. Um, without going through special, I'm enjoying every this, word right? you're saying. Right. So, in order to sell these gold, these sneakers, he's using an LLC that he incorporated in Delaware to sell his NFTs. And so he, I guess, paid to have these prototypes made for him to show off at this thing yesterday. But uh, they're taking pre-orders because he doesn't have the money to have the shoes manufactured. <laughs> Because it's all tied up in New York and he can't access it. Are you saying he's low on money? Wow. He's claiming the shoes are sold out, but he doesn't have the money to have them made. (laughs) Oh, my God. What a grift. That means they're sold out. Oh, wow. Well, there's only only one pair, apparently. (laughs) Sold out. Sold Sold out. out. Right. Wow. Due to high demand. And on the label on the inside, it says, made in China. <laughs> China. China. China, China, China. Oh, my gosh. Remember wow. David Letterman? He's knocking at uh, Ivanka's door pretty soon to, you know, float alone from Jared or something, you know. Right. What were you saying, Joe? A little help from the family. If you recall, David Letterman had him on one time. And he was going on about China. And he said, to, and he turned over one of his ties and so where's that man? He didn't know what to say. Right. <laughs> he like melted there. Exactly right. Well, this is it. I mean, everything with him is it's it's all staged. It's all a grift. Nothing's nothing's real. You know, it's all smoke and mirrors. Oh, you know, and that's what he. That's why he's guilty of fraud. It was all smoke and mirrors for him to get better rates on loans. His whole life has His been whole that. Life. Exactly. Long before he came into politics, it's just yeah, all yeah. bullshit. And if he was so against China, why did he work so hard to get his, his little daughter uh, trademark uh, trademarks in China? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think uh, China gave him a lot of money, didn't they, Joe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, uh, go so, figure. So um, Christian Amapur was on with Poppy Harlow on CNN talking about what his comments on NATO. Christian, while you're here, I need your take on. Trump over the weekend and what he said about NATO and sort of the door he opened for Russia uh, and the reaction of world leaders to that that you're hearing. You know, Poppy, it is insane. I mean, it literally is insane. In one sentence, President Trump turned the entire post-war, <laughs> you know, transatlantic security doctrine on its head. He actually, after that, whatever you want to call it, propaganda coup for Putin, uh, saying that he was going to go for full defeat or only negotiate on his terms over Ukraine, uh, to then say that if he was president, he would not just, you know, not come to the defense of NATO allies, but would encourage Putin to do whatever the hell he likes. Do you know, it's almost unbelievable. It's an insanity to say that, because that is the 
existential crisis that the world faces right now. The post-World War II, you know, global security operation is based on America and its 30 other NATO allies defending each other and coming to each other's rescue and protecting and preserving democracy and security, uh, you know, in, in the West. And Stoltenberg, the NATO Secretary General, said, you know, whoever is president of the United States will be, you know, required to keep up yeah. its uh, its Article 5 and NATO commitments. I mean, it's just really so huge. That sentence itself is yeah. so huge. It is. And Stoltenberg saying, look, that would risk American and European soldiers on the ground as well. You know, he chooses his words very carefully. So yes. they, go, go ahead, Christian. No, just saying, yes, he does choose them very carefully. And one of the things that, that, that Zelensky has said for months is that you need to send us the weapons so that we're doing the fighting right. against your mortal enemy, not your sons and daughters. And I think that's very critical. While this, you know, Senate Congress, you know, thing is stuck, you know, the idea of sending weapons to Ukraine is not charity. It's to protect American and NATO sons and daughters and to prevent Putin having his will. And, and nobody doubts that if Putin wins on his terms in Ukraine, that will not be the end of his appetite. Christian Amanpour, thank you from London. Okay, there you have it. Now, first thing in that I want to point out, the U.S. Supreme Court said he's no longer president. So can we please stop calling him President Trump and start please. calling him Citizen yeah. Trump <laughs> or Loser Jay? <laughs> So he's loser, not, I'm for a loser. You know, but the second thing is his comments on NATO should frighten every person in this country, right? I mean, the fact he, he's he's up there acting like like you have to pay dues to his golf resort to be in NATO. Like like that's nonsense. It's complete nonsense. It's right out of a movie. Hey, nice little country you have here. Yeah, but you know? it's completely He doesn't nonsense. pay his own bills. It, it, he's worried about you know, something else. Exactly, right? He doesn't pay his you own know, bills. This, this really pisses me off because it sets me off on this track. Of, please, Republicans, quit waving the flag. Quit quit playing the national anthem and having eagles fly by. Don't tell me you patriotic motherfuckers are fighting for liberty and just, oh, fuck you. You're willing you to think? turn it all over for your golden idol king or whatever the hell you want to grand poobah. Right. Well, why do you You're think You're willing he's to slapping? turn over freedom and democracy oh shit why do you think I he's slapping the mm. american flag over on his on his stupid sneakers you know <laughs> yeah the, why do you do why, why didn't you just put the russian flag the, the whole damn republican party right now and it's obvious they're what they're gone for two weeks now ukraine is suffering for the aid that we can give them and it just kills me because you know we, we've been talking about lately that this, this deal with the uh, giving aid to ukraine that is going to benefit American contractors, the uh, weapons contractors that are building this. We're not giving them cash, not like W going over there with pallets full of money. This is weapons. Yeah. And when those weapons are given them, they have to be replaced, and that's American money uh, going to American contractors. Money's not going anywhere. Right. Well, I mean, let's, let's talk about what really happened there. What really happened is that the Senate passed this, you know, this foreign aid because the whole thing, because they— Trump, Trump told him to collapse the whole thing about that included the funding for the border. Yes. You know, and so the Senate went ahead and then just passed this foreign aid without the border funding and handed it to the House. And Trump told Mike Johnson not to vote on it, not to not to put it on the floor. Not to even take it out. And Johnson can't control his caucus because he's only got two votes <laughs> or three votes. He can only lose three votes. So and he's getting pressure from the moderate 
moderate Republicans to get this uh, right. Ukraine aid in place, and he he's, he's stuck between a rock and a hard place because Trump's telling him one thing, and his and and his party's telling him the other, and he 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 just said, okay, fine, and sent everybody home for two weeks. Yeah, which is basically taking Trump's side. Right. He's he's trying to kill it, and, and it's just, it, it pains me as a, as a veteran. Uh, to watch the Republican Party do what they're doing now, it just—it's it, anti-American, it's anti-liberty, it's anti-democracy, it's all everything you think it is. Right, and and why are why are senators going over to Russia? Why is why is Tucker Carlson over there interviewing Vladimir Putin? Because that's what they're laying the groundwork for. They they are pro-Russian. The whole damn Republican Party, as I see it. There's mm-hmm. nobody left over there trying to to fight for the the, the way we used to. No. They're willing to let's get you know. There's three powers. There, there you know. There, there's uh, uh, Putin, uh, uh, Xi in uh, uh, in China, and uh, uh, Kim Jong Un in uh, North Korea. Those are Donnie's pals. Those are Don. It, that's what Donnie wants to do to America. He wants to turn us into an oligarch society where the rich and powerful just control everything. Same thing they have in Russia. They just want you to shut up and drink your vodka, comrade. Right. Exactly. That's what they want. Exactly. It's a big mess. Yeah. yeah. Well, ABC's the view yeah. they were. They were talking about uh, about um, Trump uh, trying to win over Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Anytime a fine-looking man takes off his shirt, I'm all for it. Yes. <laughs> I just wish there had been kind of more of Usher. I think he's so spectacular. And my old brain was having a hard time processing the poles, the skates. Will I am? This one, the other one. It was too much for in 12 minutes. Give it to me in two hours. No. Can I mention my one Super Bowl highlight that we didn't get to? And I hate to interject politics, but Donald Trump sent out the thirstiest tweet or truth of all time, basically saying Taylor Swift <laughs> should like me, and I think Travis Kelsey should too. It was the funniest what? thing. I was losing my mind over it. He knows how powerful they both are as an entity, and it was just the saddest thing I'd seen. Well, we're going <laughs> politics. I'm just celebrating that all those people, all those MAGA hats that are imploding over Taylor Swift, and now have got to. Eat it with her. <laughs> Can I mention some boys on winning the Super Bowl? I don't know if you've seen this meme, Whoopi, but um, I wasn't rooting for the 49ers because Colin Kaepernick is a friend of mine. And what happened with him in the 49ers, there's a meme out right now. Uh, can we show that? So until he, they do right by him, Whoopi, they, they, they don't win. And I loved it. <laughs> And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Donald Trump. I love Joe Biden's meme he put out with the glowing eyes. Right. Just the way we planned it. Yeah, just the way he planned it. Yeah, that was hilarious. But uh, but yeah, I think he's going to be waiting a long time to get an endorsement from either Taylor Swift or Travis Kelsey. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, the thing is, that's, that's just sad, <laughs> right? Yeah. The thing about the NATO thing that gets me is the the whole reason – I mean, read a history book, people. I mean, the thing is because if, if, if Putin is successful in conquering Ukraine, then he's going to use those resources from that country to conquer more countries, and eventually it's going to be gonna go straight on our back door. Yeah. It's going to go there, but yeah. it's also going to be Alaska. It's going to be Canada. It's, I mean, I'm not – Joking. This this is how these people operate. This is how they do. And, and to think that it's it's not our problem is just nuts. It's bonkers. He has, like, 
He has Read a one, book. He has, you know? Putin has one goal. Look at Pearl Harbor. I mean, come on, man. Putin has one goal, and that's to restore the USSR. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's it. it. And mm-hmm. expand it. And hopefully, I mean, honestly, and I the, think that guy would control the world if he could, or at least do absolutely. everything he could to, to well, try to. What, you know, look yeah. what he just did to Navalny. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and it's 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 interesting that um, I was just I saw a thing on the Washington Post where he's or co- Trump is completely silent on Navalny. Oh, yeah, imagine yeah, that. Imagine that. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of course he is. Go figure. Right. So uh, anyway, and uh, to move on here, and, uh, Andrew Weissman was on with Jen Psaki talking about the her report, which I want to know. Nobody, I can't get an answer from anybody. Is why Robert Hur's report is not a blatant violation of the Hatch Act. <laughs> There you go. You know, I'm sorry, but that is what mm. I see that report as. I had to go through Hatch Act training every yep. freaking year for 30 plus years. And I had the day after Barack Obama's historic election, the first black president in 28, 28, 2008, I went out and bought the Washington Post. And I cut out the front page of him with Michelle and the kids up on on the stage, you know, right. As he was uh, called the winner, and I framed it and I had it on the wall in my office. And when the 2012 campaign started, I had to take it down and bring it home until after the election because I couldn't have anything promoting any candidate in a government building. You couldn't say anything. Yep. You couldn't use the copier to make cop- copies of anything political. You couldn't use you couldn't use email. You couldn't use anything anything to influence. You know, uh, anything political. And that report is nothing to me but a blatant violation. And nobody will call it that. It's just aggravating. Joe, did you, I mean, did you guys have to deal with the Hatch Act when, we, when you worked for the state? Same. Oh, sh- sure. I couldn't I couldn't even have a bumper sticker on my car if I parked it in our, our parking lot. Okay? Right? Exactly. I couldn't even have yeah, that I bumper sticker. Yeah, I worked for the Army. Me. Same thing. Right. So, I mean, and, and you talk, like I said, training. We were given Hatch Act training every single year, sitting there. We were given flyers, email reminders, especially during campaigns. You know, and, and we I dealt directly with the public. So, you know, there was a lot of opportunity to throw your politics into, into it because people are signing up for unemployment. You're talking to them all day. You know, you could put your two cents in. But, but not you can't. where I worked. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Like I said, I couldn't put a damn bumper sticker on my car because I parked it in the parking lot. Right. Exactly. That yeah. was a state parking lot. And our agency was run like, like yours, Tim. It was totally funded by the feds. Okay. It's a state agency that gets, gets uh, federal money and then allocates it, you know, the way they want. And each state is different, but it's all done by the Department of, of uh, by the by the not the State Department, by the uh, Labor Department in Washington. Yeah, exactly. They set our rules, and 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 although we're state employees, we were covered by federal guidelines like that. Right, exactly. And and it's yes, not even I mean, a federal it was, guideline; it's federal law. Federal the law. Hatch Act and, and is it a was, law. It was a matter of you where, uh, like you said putting up anything in your office forget that you couldn't even have a bumper sticker on your car if it was in the state's parking lot right exactly end of the story 
But, you know, this is Merrick Garland's fault. And, you know, once Biden gets his second term, I hope the first thing he does on day one is to fire Merrick Garland. Right. Why did he allow that to happen? Right. Well, he should have told him, you rewrite that son of a bitch, and you write write it the way our guidelines tell you to write it. Right. Exactly. It should, if you're not charging someone, you can't dirty them up. That's against DOJ policy and, and procedures. That report should have said one thing. There's no evidence to charge him. That's it. There one page. Period. The report, one, line. Done one line. The report that the special counsel put out for Mike Pence for the same thing was one page. Why was his report 400 pages? We all we all know why. Yep. And when do they start? Because regardless of what what law was what what rule was broken, what law was broken, the damage was already done, and that was the intention. Yep. And now we can debate all day long about why he shouldn't have done it, and he should be charged for doing it. Right. But yep. the damage is out there. Yep. Right. And so Andrew Weissman was on Jinsaki, and calling out how the media is covering the report. Because yep. the report was like saying two different things. On one page, it's saying there's no evidence that he willfully uh, retained documents. On the other page, it says, oh, but he willfully retained documents. Well, it's just the inconsistencies are ridiculous. To your point, it was, page, it was after page 200 when he said he didn't wittingly have the infer- take, the, take the documents or have the documents, which you could have said that earlier. Andrew, you both have been on TV educating us, informing us a lot about this and many other things. I have rarely seen you as fired and outraged talking about something as I've heard you talking about Robert Hur's report these couple of days. And Neil kind of touched on this. I mean, it does, you as people who, both of you have worked in public service, in the judiciary, Sherry, if, I know he's not probably a viewer of the show. If, if he is, hello, Robert Herr. But what would you say to him right now if he was watching? So I think the reason that you're hearing that tone with respect to Neil and, and the, my tone is because there's nothing that bothers um, prosecutors and former prosecutors more than seeing people who do not take their oath of office and their obligation and the limits of um, that role seriously. Um, and you know that is what I think you're seeing people react to. I think the first thing I just want to mm-hmm. say is I think the press needs to do a better job of reading the report because it keeps on getting reported as if um, Robert Herr has found that there was a criminal violation, but as a matter of discretion, he doesn't think yes. it should go forward. That is not what he found. He found that there was no evidence to support a criminal violation. He found, as Neil said, innocent explanations and not only did he say we can't refute them, he said we found proof to support mm-hmm. those innocent right. explanations. So that's point one. Um, and point two, what I would say to Rob Herr is um, your role is not to be James Comey 2.0. We have seen that yeah. movie. You are not to put a finger on the scale of politics. Once you determine that there is an insufficient evidence to recommend going forward, that ends the equation. It is for other people to make the case for one person to run for office or another person to run for office and what they're, whether they're equipped to do that or not. And by the way, nothing I'm saying is sort of weighing in on that. I'm talking about the role of somebody at the Department of Justice. And I also agree with Neil that the attorney general has an independent obligation because the attorney general is the one who makes the report public under the rules, not Rob Herr. And he had the absolute authority to adhere to the 
the written rules of the Department of Justice, um, which don't permit any line prosecutor to do what happened here. Neil Katiel and Andrew Weissman, uh, good, good at reminding everybody should read the report before they're reporting on it. Important, important guidance there. Yep. I just need you to shut the fuck up because nobody yeah. asked you, bitch. I need you to shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Just shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Bow, bow. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bow, bow. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bow, bow. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You know, because I mean, I need you to shut the fuck up. Sorry, I'm repeating things. But the report comes out. Says Biden didn't. There's no evidence that Biden willfully retained classified documents. And the headline all over the news is Biden willfully retained classified documents. <laughs> no, that's not what the report said. You know, it's nuts. It's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Yeah, the headline was really uh, Joe Biden old and feeble. Yep. I mean, and that's the story he was trying to get out. Yep. And I could say, why is that not a violation of the Hatch Act? I really. And nobody, mm. nobody says that. Nobody's talking about it. And I've asked several people. I sent a, I sent a, um, a threads message to Kimberly Atkins store. I said, can you guys please talk on the next sister-in-law podcast about why this isn't, <laughs> you think it's not a violation of the hatch act? Cause nobody's talking about that. You know, I, I hear you, Tim. And, um, you know, I went through some of the same training you were talking about earlier and, the weird thing about it is, is for us employees and contractors and stuff is like, we have to learn all about it. But then when, when actual public figures breach it, they don't seem to enforce it that much. And I don't know why that is. And it's not just this case. I've seen other cases where it's happened before and exactly, it's nuts. I don't know why it is the, that way at all. Well, like why remember, have it if you're not going to enforce it? You remember know? when Kellyanne Conway came out on the, on the grounds of the white house and was promoting Trump's products and services, right? You know? That's and they were example. like, Oh, exactly. you can't do yeah. that. Cause the hatch act, but nobody did anything to her about it. Nothing. Not a you thing. know? Yeah. So, Anyway, moving on, next topic. So John Heilman was on uh, Morning Joe talking about uh, what's happening in the Republican Party here. This is kind of a long clip, but I think it's important. Uh, but John Heilman, this is, this is a moment where we need to stop and, and realize that, yes, uh, everybody has been desensitized by the insane ramblings of Donald Trump through the years, by his crazy actions. This is a time to stop, though. And, and for people to realize, and, and I God, I hope people who once supported Donald Trump will move away from him and realize that this is, Donald Trump is not talking about supporting uh, Putin and Russia invading our European allies. He's not saying that for no reason. He, he's, not, he's not talking about how, how great Orban is, a guy who attacks Western democracy and, and, and Donald Trump says, you know what, I'm going to be a dictator from day one, and America needs a strong man. These ramblings, they're, they're, they're made with a very clear intent to let voters know what they are going to get after he's president of the United States. And after he's president of the United States, and he crushes constitutional norms and probably ignores probably ignores Supreme Court rulings. I think that's next. Uh, and, 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 and just completely trashes the U.S. Constitution. will say, well, this is what I ran on, and this is what you all voted for. But this is a moment where you have Republicans parroting Vladimir Putin. Yes. You have the Republican nominee, likely nominee, saying, yes, Putin, 
invade Europe. Russia exactly, invade yeah. Europe. You have all of these things happening at the same time. Uh, and it's, it's not an accident. And, and, and I've got to say, even I am shocked that, that, that Republicans on the Hill haven't stood up to Donald Trump uh, saying that, that Russia should invade NATO allies. But they haven't, which means, again, this is a moment in time everybody has to stop and recognize that not only is American democracy on the line, but freedom across the globe on the line. Donald Trump is siding with Xi. Donald Trump is siding with Putin. Donald Trump is siding with Kim Jong-un. These are the people that he wants to make alliances with, and he wants to turn his back on a free Europe. Right, and read the writing on the wall, Joe, because those are not just, that's, that's all that's true about Trump. And we've talked now for the last you know, six, seven years about the way in which the Republican Party has capitulated to Trump and become a party unlike, uh, unrecognizable from the Republican Party that you joined uh, when you were a wee one in, uh, in, this, in the Northwest Florida and in, in Georgia and the other places where you grew up. But look, look at, I mean, Ron Johnson, you hear Donald Trump saying the things he's saying about Putin. At the same time that that's happening, that Trump is saying those things, saying, saying giving a permission slip, encouragement to Putin and saying, you know, there would, if, you know, if the NATO allies don't pay their bills, their dues, whatever, you'll have a please, I would encourage you to go in and, uh, and, and invade those countries. Uh, you have Tucker Carlson is over in Moscow, sitting at in front of Vladimir Putin, doing a softball interview with, with, with Vladimir Putin. And then you have Ron Johnson. These are just like the points, the, the points that you kind of connect to connect these dots. Here's Ron Johnson, who sounds, sounded in that clip like the senior senator from Yekaterinburg. He's like, basically, he says, well, no, you know, hey, we got to tell the American people the truth here. There's no stopping Vladimir Putin. He says it not even with a, a tone of regret. He's sort of in awe of, of Putin. Why you can't stop him? There's no way Ukraine could win this war. This is like, you know, forget Neville Chamberlain and, and appeasement. This is like a guy sitting in the grandstands, sort of kind of not exactly cheering Hitler on, but sort of saying, wow, you know. That, that guy, Hitler, man, he's, he's got a lot of strength. He's got a lot of power. You can't stop him. Just We just got to give it up here. You know, Lindy, Lindsey Graham, an incredible spectacle uh, of mendacity and buffoonery and self-abasement. You know, his like, th that, th would you ever imagine that you would have ever heard Lindsey Graham, whatever you thought of him no. uh, back in the day, saying, as Donald no. Trump suggested, not only has he adopted the Trump line, but throughout that prepared statement, it's peppered with... Uh, these bouquets that he's throwing to Trump along the way. It's not just enough to take Trump's position. You have to, along the way, every third sentence, sort of acknowledge that it's Trump's position. And I, it's, it's that the cultishness of the Republican Party towards Trump is on vivid display here. And what that amounts to in the context of world affairs is now increasingly something that comes close to being a cult to Vladimir Putin. I mean, right. that's, that's where yeah. we are drifting now. No, it is. It is. I'm going to pause it here. Wasn't Ron Johnson one of the ones that spent July 4th in Russia meeting with the in Kremlin? In Russia. Meeting uh -huh. with the Kremlin? Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, really? Yeah. Are they, they're taking their That's... marching orders from the Kremlin now? Yeah. It, it sure appears like, that way, isn't it, Tim? It sure yeah. looks like it, doesn't it? Sure Jeez. does. That's where they're headed. You know? So, all right. So let's go on. The, the, the cult is, move, is moving. And it's moving. Well, the, the, a cult on the far right already started with Orban. A guy who hates Western democracy and says he hates Western democracy, hates everything that has made um, made this country great. Uh, it's 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 really unbelievable, Willie. And 
with Lindsey Graham. You have Lindsey Graham uh, self-fulfilling his own prophecy from many years back when he said, if the Republican Party nominates Donald Trump, they will be destroyed and they will deserve it. Well, here we are with the Republican Party that cozies up to Vladimir Putin, the leader of communist China, the leader of communist North Korea, who wants to abandon an ally fighting against a Russian invader, invader because they want freedom. They want to be like us. They want to look westward instead of looking towards Moscow. And Lindsey Graham is abandoning them. Ron Johnson is abandoning them. Tom Cotton is abandoning them. Ted Cruz is abandoning them. All these so-called all these so-called conservatives who are anything but are abandoning the freedom fighters whose very, not only lives are on the line, but whose country's freedom is hanging by a precarious thread right now. And it's the Republican Party of Ronald Reagan cutting that thread. By the way, did you hear Florida? Commentary. Did you hear now Florida's trying to pass a law that requires schools to teach first graders about communism? <laughs> I'm sorry, but right. first, first graders care about Spider-Man and Barbie. <laughs> yeah. They don't know what communism uh, oh, is. Lord. Wow. But I mean, but ah. here it is. Here it is. They're sucking up to communist leaders, co- communist leaders. You know, They're yet following warning, their glorious leader. Yet warning Trump. about... Trying to really want that Moscow fear monger people about communism. So I don't know. Anyway, Joe, when you sent me the clown car segment this week, mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. kind of like, wait, what? What? How did what? what? <laughs> there was so much news this week. I had no idea what you were talking about until I found this clip. David Cameron says that you should vote through funding for Ukraine. What do you say to that? I think he tried to compare us to Hitler also. And if that's the kind of language he wants to use, I really have nothing to say to him. Well, he likened you to an appeaser to Hitler in not voting through funding for Ukraine. Are you an appeaser for Putin? I I think that um, I really don't care what David Cameron has to say. I think that's rude name-calling, and I don't appreciate that type of language. And David Cameron needs to worry about his own country, and frankly, he can kiss my ass. But do you think Putin's the good guy in all this? Yeah, right. (laughs) Slammed the door in his face. <laughs> oh, I had it. That's right. Wow, they slammed the door in his face. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, is, she wouldn't respond to the question, like, because the question is simple. It's like, aren't you just, you know, sucking up to Putin by not trying to, to, to support Ukraine and defend, you know, a dictator? And she's got no answer to that, you know? She's just like, I don't like that language. I don't like what you're saying. But, well, okay, well, then explain it to us. Explain how you justify it. You know, how do you justify – exactly, that's where I'm going with this. Okay, you know? wait. Your first mistake yeah. is asking her to explain anything. Well, <laughs> yeah. Good point. <laughs> right. But uh, I think the Clown Car opening here pretty much explains uh, how David Cameron, as well as the rest of us, feel about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Said you've had enough There's one thing 
Yeah, John, that's a country song I can get into. <laughs> I get into that one. You bet your ass. There you go. <laughs> oh, Joe. So, Joe. Yeah. What's going on? Well, you heard it. Tim played it. Yep. You know, it was uh, Sky News, I think it was, the guy. Uh, he was a correspondent for Sky News. Sky News. And uh, his name was James Matthews. Okay. And, uh, well, you heard the exchange. And, uh, yeah, she, she told, she actually said to David Cameron, who, by the way, is a Tory, you know, which is, uh, you know. So UK Republican. He, <laughs> he, that's right. Yeah. Uh, he's a Tory. And, uh, but, you know, he's, he's like the old conservatives used to be here, you know, like against Russia. Mm-hmm. And, um, she said David Cameron could kiss her ass. That's what well, she said. Yep. Let me tell you. We contacted oh, no. the office of Foreign Minister David Cameron. <laughs> oh, did. Yes, what we did. did. You do, Joe? Well, we got him to issue the following response. Okay. So I, I, I'm just going to read it to you, and that's it. All right, just give it to me. Okay, this is from David Cameron. Uh, it has come to my attention that the United States Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene has taken umbrage at my remarks regarding the U.S. Congress's delay in funding the war effort in Ukraine. Specifically, Mrs. Green, who here in the UK is best known as Queen Karen the Great, (laughs) suggested that I, quote, kiss her ass. And by the way, in England, we say arse. Arse, right. Uh, First, while I'm concerned with the lack of action on Ukraine funding by her and her fellow clan members. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am concerned with the apparent fact that Blunder Woman is not taking her medication regularly. Yeah. Maybe her staff has been lax. Maybe Marjorie Trailer Green's meth lab blew up. <laughs> In either case, there is no reason for her to lash out at me like Blurberella. <laughs> I never compared her to a Nazi. I never compared her to a Nazi sympathizer. She may not know it, but the difference is like between Gestapo and Gaspacho. <laughs> she doesn't know. She doesn't know. Second, on the suggestion that I travel across the Atlantic Ocean to have lip-to-cheek contact with her arse, beside the fact that I have no idea where that arse has been, <laughs> or, the last time she, or the last time she wiped it. <laughs> oh, no, Joe. Oh. MI5 has informed me that her arse has been probed by space aliens, and that's oh, where they found her I brains. Right. I knew it. Yeah, ah. yeah. Her brains actually fell to... out when they put the ah, probe in there. Shit, yeah. Right there, probe just yeah. fell out right there on the shit. Given these facts, I will be yes. keeping my lips on this side of the pond <laughs> and hope the blonde baboon keeps her arse on that side. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. 
I hope this clears up any misunderstanding that the American public has about my stance on Ukraine and miserable Marge is ours. Right. (laughs) For the sake of America. I hope she is voted out of office someday and maybe even is indicted. 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 I think she needs to be indicted. She might be indicted. Yeah. I think that's going to be the name of today's episode, Indicted. <laughs> but, uh, I could, you know, I, that sort of that story sort of flew under the radar this week, uh, Tim, but it just caught my eye. I thought, oh my God. Yeah, yeah you was, and James Cameron. Like, there's not two peas in a pod. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch uh, Yellowstone? There was a scene in Yellowstone, I think it was the second season, where. Uh, the son, one of the sons is driving his pickup truck past a mobile home, and the mobile home just goes boom, and explodes, because yeah. <laughs> they were doing a meth lab inside. <laughs> oh, that show was great, but uh, but yeah, oh my gosh, she's so stupid. You know, it's like when oh, you were yeah, doing like, that, it reminded me of this clip. If your brain was donated to science, science would return it. <laughs> give you know, it back. I I think you know. They're talking about you know, this campaign about all the different tests people should have. I think at least somebody should go to high school before they they graduate high school. Yeah, right. <laughs> before they get uh, are able to run for Congress. Seriously, seriously, and it's just like you know, it's it's gotten so crazy. <laughs> I said to somebody <laughs> this last week, I said I was I was subject to random drug testing. <laughs> In my job, yeah. why aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Why aren't yeah. they? Yeah. And why don't we get to see the results so we know to vote them out of office? <laughs> That's right. Because they Government sure seem to be like, like the rest of us. Because it sure seems like they're on some serious drugs. <laughs> yeah. the behavior we see on the hill, man. Yeah. So, anyway, wow. So That's who we have to deal with now as a Republican Party. Yeah. Like some Margaret Taylor Greene and Lauren Bobart. Yes. At all. Yeah. Well, um, Representative Robert Garcia um, put Marjorie Taylor Greene in her place in a hearing this week because uh, she was up grilling uh, scientists about the COVID vaccine, about how, oh, my, oh my God, yeah. all these conspiracy theories about, and oh, and she said she's got a PhD in bullshit yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so this was his response. Mr. Chairman, um, I'm sorry you all had to go through that. That was a lot of uh, conspiracy theories and wild accusations, uh, which we know have been uh, debunked by by medical science. And we should be clear that vaccines work and save lives, and they have millions of lives in this country. Now, it's really unfortunate that we're actually here having this hearing trying to poke holes and uh, cause more vaccine hesitancy amongst the public. But we know that we're here because committee members on this committee have demanded that we have this hearing and we continue to cave and give those members uh, everything that they want. Now, we also know that we have a member of this committee that just actually made some comments, who's been on social media, demanding that we hold this exact same hearing. Uh, This is the same person that we know that has, on countless posts, has spread misinformation, encouraged parents to refuse routine vaccinations for their children, which you just heard, by the way, and even compared our pandemic efforts responses to the Holocaust. I want to just actually read something which is in the public record. I'm not um, uh, saying anything that's not in the public record. Uh, That a member of this committee actually said, the same person that is actually attacking vaccines, (laughs) said that vaccinated employees 
get a, logo, a vaccination logo, just like the Nazis forced Jewish people to wear a gold star. I want to I read that uh, again. Vaccinated employees get a vaccination logo, just like the Nazis forced Jewish people to wear a gold star. Unbelievable. Uh, that is the level of uh, insanity and attacks that we are having here as we actually debate the, li the lives saved around vaccinations. Now, this same member has also held sh shadow public hearings promoting ideas that COVID is a bioweapon to target mm. people of specific races and that vaccines, and I quote, cause turbo cancers. I want, I want to read <laughs> you this, this quote, and, I, and it's in the, again Jeez. in the public record at a, at a hearing. Um, have the COVID vaccines resulted in an increase in cancers and are turbo cancers real? Now, Mr. Chairman, this is, um, in my opinion, just uh, insanity. Uh, we know that's not the case. Dr. Marks, can you clarify once again for the American people, do the COVID vaccines cause turbo cancers? I'm a hematologist, oncology that, oncologist that's board certified. I don't know what a turbo cancer is. It was a term that was used first in a paper uh, in mouse experiments describing an inflammatory response. There are, there, we have not detected any increase in cancers uh, with the COVID-19 vaccines. Thank you, and I, and I, I thank you for, for correcting but, the record. May, may I just add something here? I do need to apologize to the thousand or so parents of children who are under four years of age, who have died of COVID-19, who were unvaccinated, um, because there were deaths and are continuing to be deaths in children. And that is the reason why they need to get vaccinated. Thank you. And I agree with you uh, uh, 100%. And the fact that we are now having um, parents that are choosing to vaccinate their kids less than before because of all of the attacks on vaccinations is shameful, and it's shameful that members of Congress continue to put down vaccinations as an opportunity to get our communities healthier. And Dr. Marks, I want to thank you for the work that you did. My mom passed away to COVID-19. My stepfather passed away due to COVID-19. Both would have taken that vaccination in an instant if it was available to them. And so anytime that folks, especially folks on this uh, you know, subcommittee on the pandemic attack vaccines, it's personally insulting to all the families that have actually lost loved ones. We've saved millions of lives uh, because of, of the vaccine. And it's unfortunate we, we keep causing um, this harm. I just, I just wanna say uh, lastly um, that, uh, Dr. Marks, do you agree that additional lives would have been saved? Additional, the lives that the folks that were not vaccinated that we lost, over a, mil or, over a million obviously in this country, wouldn't a vast majority of those lives have been saved had we had the vaccine and they'd been vaccinated? Multiple studies showed that 80 to 85% of the deaths that occurred were in unvaccinated individuals. So if we would have been able to reach a higher vaccination rate, it's likely that we would have had fewer deaths. And countries where they reached higher vaccination rates had fewer deaths per capita. Thank you, and I encourage um, this committee and all members of Congress to, to encourage vaccinations across this country to save more American lives. With that, I yield back. Amen. Amen. We got a measles outbreak because people are stopping vaccinating their kids from measles. Mm. We got a polio. Polio is back. Jesus. I mean, it's like, yeah. and yet, yet the House is holding. It makes you shake your head. The House like you, is holding it, hearings, yeah. spreading misinformation. The whole purpose is to spread misinformation about the vaccines. And number two, how stupid is it to try to kill your the the 
the people listening to you are your own damn voters. Yeah. You're getting them killed. How do you think you're going to do in the next election? (laughs) I mean, I truly believe that one of the reasons Biden won this last election is because the stupid Republicans killed off their own older voters by all this misinformation about the vaccines and all this crap and, and, oh, take an ivermectin Mm -hmm. and, you know. The Republican Party is not as big as it used to be. Exactly. And it's their own fault. Yes, it's yes, those own? and those are still are, are Republican, but but claim to be a conservative and not a Trumper, maggot. Uh, they, yeah, just shrinks the party even more. Mm, yeah, you know, I I have great hopes for the election and uh, this election coming up. I think Joe Biden's going to stomp his ass uh, because they're just you know people. <laughs> there's a lot of maggots, but there are a lot more of us. So, well, did you see John? Did you see that screenshot? Uh, it was of um, Fox. It was a, a segment on Fox Business, and they were holding. They were covering a poll that just basically asked two questions: Do you want Donald Trump reelected or not? And the poll result was thirty-seven percent yes, sixty-two percent no. There you go. There you go. I did not see it, but it's that, that's I what saw, I'm talking about. I saw people posting it all over Facebook, but uh, but you anyway, know, he's but got, this was Fox he's, Business. He's got a mouth. That's it. And, and his maggots use, use their mouth. That's why they're in the news. That's why it's, it's not because they, 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 their numbers are so huge. It's because they make a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Well, and, um, and uh, Joe Biden called it out here. It's the responsibility of a great nation. And we are a great nation that the rest of the world looks to. And I mean that. The rest of the world looks to us. The stakes are already high for American security before this bill was passed in the Senate last night. But in recent days, those stakes have risen. And that's because the former president has sent a dangerous and shockingly, frankly, un-American signal to the world. Just a few days ago, Trump gave an invitation to Putin to invade some of our allies, NATO allies. He said if an ally didn't spend enough money on defense, he would encourage Russia to, quote, do whatever the hell they want, end of quote. It's terrible. Can you imagine? A former president of the United States saying that. Exactly. The whole world heard it. The worst thing is he means it. Yeah. No other president in our history has ever bowed down to a Russian dictator. Well, let me yeah. say this as clearly as I can. I never will. For God's sake, it's no. dumb. It's shameful. It's dangerous. It's un-American. Yeah. When America gives us word, it means something. When we make a commitment, we keep it. And NATO is a sacred commitment. Donald Trump looks at this as if it's a burden. When he looks at NATO, he doesn't see the alliance that protects America and the world. He sees a protection racket. He doesn't understand that NATO is built on fundamental principles of freedom, security, and national sovereignty. Because for Trump, principles never matter. Everything is transactional. He doesn't understand that the sacred commitment we've given works for us as well. In fact, I would remind Trump and all those who would walk away from NATO, Article 5 has only been invoked once, just once in our NATO history, and it was done to stand with America after we were attacked on 9-11. We should never forget it. You know, our adversaries have long sought to create cracks in the alliance. The greatest hope of all those who wish America harm is for NATO to fall apart. And you can be sure that they all cheered when they heard Donald Trump and heard what he said. 
I know this. I will not walk away. I can't imagine any other president walking away. For as long as I'm president, if Putin attacks a NATO ally, the United States will defend every inch of NATO territory. Let me close with this. <clears throat> You've heard me say this before. Our nation stands at an inflection point, an inflection point in history, where the decisions we make now are going to determine the course of our future for decades to come. This is one of those moments. And I say to the House members, House Republicans, you got to decide. Are you going to stand up for freedom? Or are you going to side with terror and tyranny? Yeah. That's it. You're going to stand with Ukraine? You're going to stand with Putin? Will we stand with America or with Trump? Republicans and Democrats in the Senate came together to send a message of unity to the world. It's time for the House Republicans to do the same thing. To pass this bill immediately. To stand for decency. Stand for democracy. To stand up to a so-called leader hell-bent on weakening American security. And I mean it sincerely. History is watching. History is watching. In moments like this, we have to remember who we are. We're the United States of America. The world is looking to us. There's nothing beyond our capacity when we act together. In this case, acting together includes acting with our NATO allies. Amen. Amen. I am proud of that man. You stand there and listen to this man and then try to think of how Donald Trump would try to handle that same speech. Donald Trump couldn't get through two sentences of anything like that. But tell me again how Joe Biden's too old. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me again. Tell me again about his diminished uh, faculties. Right. Exactly. And and put that up. Put that speech up against anything, anything that that disgusting draft dodging coward of a man ever came out of his mouth. You will not find it. Yep. Well, and I think I think one of the other reasons that that jo- Mike Johnson sent the House home for two weeks is because the, if if they force him to put this up to a vote, it's going to pass, and then the 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 Tea Party Caucus is going to re- is going to vote to remove him as Speaker to vacate the chair. I, I wish they'd get after it. Yeah. Right. He's terrified. We got to wait two weeks. What is two weeks uh, well, in Ukraine going to look like? Right. Exactly. Oh, but but oh, but we can we can impeach Mayorkas. <laughs> oh yeah, let's get that you know, guy. Let's let's yeah. let's wait till Representative Judy Chu got COVID and couldn't be there to vote to push it through, so we could pass it by one that vote. That was directly under marching orders from Donnie himself. Impeach somebody. Right. Get me an impeachment he can point to. Well, and Marge is, Marge is all excited that she's going to be an impeachment manager, but she doesn't realize that there's never going to be a trial in the Senate. No. They're going to dismiss it. It's never going to be a trial. John Roberts yeah. isn't even going to have to bother to put on his robes. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's not the point. The point is they can say he's impeached. Yeah. What were you going to say, yeah. sir? But it's not. I'm just saying it's not going anywhere. Right. You know, it's not going anywhere at all. I don't know what they're celebrating because he's still going to be working that job as long as he wants to work it. And I mean, it's just nuts. It's like it's like you said. They all they can quote unquote say they got him impeached, but. It's not going to change anything. Well, and so, the thing is, if Bi- you know Biden's reelected, he doesn't have to be reconfirmed by the Senate. He he just yeah. he keeps on going for another four years unless Biden replaces it. You know. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, but uh, Lara, anyway, Lara Trump basically told us what the grift the the next grift is going <laughs> to be. So let's is. let's talk about the RNC. Um, your, your father-in-law has endorsed you to be a co-chair of uh, the committee. Um, we, we have. 
big problems with fundraising, big problems with, I think, adapting to um, how I think the other side you know, is intentionally now making elections less secure for their own benefit. But the problem is, is that if, if you don't join them in, in, in this sham they're trying to, to pull on us, we can't win. So, I, you know, I, I, talk about what needs to change at the committee to make this party more competitive, because I think after 2022 with those midterms, when that went the way it did, as hated as Joe Biden was, I think we all realize we have a huge problem in the party. What needs to change? And, and, and if you get the job, what can you do? Yeah, well, listen, we need to be playing chess and not checkers, and and that's exactly what we've been doing, unfortunately. And as you just pointed out, the Democrats have been playing a completely different game. We need to catch up, and we need to outdo them at that game. We better have, at the Republican National Committee, a ground game operation the likes of which this country has never seen. We better be doing Mm -hmm. voter registration in record numbers. We also better be doing legal ballot harvesting all across this country, because those are things the Democrats always outdo us on. And let's face it, Rob, we better start telling people to go vote early. We have this notion that it would be nice if we had one day of voting. I would love that. You would probably love that. We'd love to give people the day off of work, and we'd love to have paper ballots. We don't have it right now. So we need to bank enough votes going into election day that we aren't trying to play catch up that day. We know things happen. Look at what happened in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Here's what I can tell you. The RNC needs to be the leanest, most lethal political fighting machine we've ever seen in American history. That is the goal over the next nine and a half months. If I am elected to this position, I can assure you there will not be any more $70,000 or whatever exorbitant amount of money it was spent Mm. on flowers. Every single penny will go to the number one and the only job of the RNC. That is electing Donald J. Trump as president of the United States and saving this country. We have no time to waste. We've got to get to work. We've got a lot of money to raise. And we need to ensure that every penny goes to those things that I just mentioned. Otherwise, you're right. In perpetuity, the Democrats are going to beat us. Yeah. Yeah, right. He's, she's going to give all of the RNC's money to Donald Trump. <laughs> wow. Well, gotta, you got to pay for those legal bills. I don't think it's way. enough. Well, yeah, but uh, what about enough. all those other Republicans at the RNC funds their elections? <laughs> Ah, fuck, oh, fuck them. They got their own super PACs. They don't <laughs> yeah, need the RNC anymore. We'll just, make, we'll just use it all for Donald Trump. All for Donald Trump. They're oh. a glorious leader, I'm telling you, baby. Yep. That's who he is to them. Yep. Now, did you guys see Donald Trump when he was at the courthouse? And he was standing in those in in the middle with the security guards, and the reporters were all outside of one of those that people barrier. Sort yeah, of it looked people. like he was in a little cage. Yeah, right? Yeah. Keith Overman did a whole segment about the optics of that <laughs> and how it looked like he was in a cage exactly. <laughs> and then he was talking about a reporter from France who took a, a picture of him from overhead. Like he lifted his camera up and took it down, pointed down toward the top of Trump's head, and it made it look like those waist-high barriers were actually walls, like jail cell <laughs> walls. <laughs> oh, my God. But I wasn't going to play That's this, good. but I'm going to play a little bit of it so we can just kind of Mystery Science Theater 3000 it. <laughs> okay, let's go. But uh, this is the madness. This is, And you can tell, oh, my God, he's scared. 
and he is nervous as hell. So thank you very much. Everything that I've heard and read, even from legal scholars, said there's absolutely no case here. It's not a crime. Uh -huh. this is Rashad says, is there any reason why, legal reason why we shouldn't have this trial on March 24th? Uh, because Donald Trump's running for president. I said legal reason. I'll see you on March 25th. Legal, <laughs> legal reason. Oh! Or I should I give him the uh, boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. And boom boom shakalaka goes oh, yeah. right there. Yeah, I was just like, oh my god. Alright, I'll see you on March 25th. <laughs> Now, again, I repeat, you, you you listened to Joe Biden just a second ago. Compare what Joe Biden said to the rambling shit that just came out of that man's mouth. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he is frightened. He is scared. I'm loving I it. mean, he's flipped out over this judgment from Judge Ingeron, and he keeps coming out and saying the same old thing. Oh, I won in yeah. the appeals court. No, you didn't. The yeah. only person who won was Ivanka. Because it was shown that, you know, she left the Trump organization in 2016, which was beyond the statute of limitations. But he's just making this shit up. <laughs> yep. That's, a, that's what he does all the time about everything. Just pulls some shit out of his ass and throws it to the maggots because they're going to eat it up no matter what it is. Exactly. Yeah, him so, and yeah, his cycle fan colleagues, you know, the, the Alina Haba and all the other people, it's like they, they say all the same crap. You know, just over and over and over. And the thing of it is, is I think they all have it in the he their head that, oh, if we say it long enough and often enough, it'll sink in. And I'm like, no, I don't think it is. You know, I think the majority of people are over and tired and sick of this nonsense. So, yep. I yep. think you're right. Well, I think and, you're right, Seth. And then, Seth, mm -hmm. we, we watched that. We watched Fannie Willis on the stand and, and Nathan um, 
Wade, is that his name? Nathan Wade. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that all play out Thursday and Friday. And I was just, when I couldn't watch it. I just had to get up and yeah. walk out of the room because uh, it was so aggravating how yeah, demeaning the lawyers were. And I, and I heard mm-hmm. somebody said it was the old boys network against Fannie Willis. Right? Absolutely. That's yep. exactly what it was. And I mean, was, straight Georgia, Georgia style. You know what I mean? Old, old boys network, yeah. Georgia style. Yep. And I there. was just shocked that the judge let so much go on that he did, because this hearing was about one thing: was there any financial impropriety, you know, perpetuity between her improprieties. and impropriety yeah. between oh. her and Nathan Wade? That's all it was. And he let it get drugged down into yeah. sexual stuff and this and that and the mu- and cat whether playing somebody with cash. You know, hold up. Yeah, I got to say something real quick. Is that it's like, did you guys, did the world forget that lawyers make a lot of money? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Fonnie Willis makes well over twice my salary. You know, she can easily afford to vacation anywhere she wants and take whoever she wants and use cash. And the other thing with cash is, I I like to travel, and I know that when you're in foreign countries, cash makes things life easier. Actually, yeah, and um. And it's just nuts. And and I'm like, I'm like, why do they think she needs the money? Right. She's the, the district attorney. She makes a really good salary. It's yeah, like this it's is two hundred thousand a year. Should be but, there to have to justify what she does right. with her well, money. And this is exactly. the meme that I saw. Yeah. So Je- Je- so Clarence Thomas can take hundreds of thousands of dollars right. worth of free vacations, oh, yeah. but Fannie Willis can't go Dutch for lunch for dinner. I know. It's I mean, nuts. really. It's I mean, stupid. really. Oh. That's it. So. But the outrage, this, I'm telling you. This was my favorite moment. I up some bag, something, and I, I eat through meetings and eat in my office. It's not a practice of mine to go to lunch. During the time period that you were dating, would your security team ever take you two together anywhere? No. Never. If there was a lunch that occurred that I just described, if there was a meal that occurred that I just described, anything outside of that, and it needs to be very clear, not often. Once, twice, because I want to be uh, over-inclusive, I'm saying once or twice. I'm not certain that it happened, but I'd rather be over-inclusive with you. So your office objected to us getting um, Delta records for flights that you may have taken when Mr. Wade. Well, no, 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 look. I object to you getting records. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. So my question was, do you have any problem? I object to getting any personal records of mine. We're not dealing with privilege through a witness. And I'm not, no, 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 I'm not dealing with privilege. What um, we had offered to put them in camera for the court to review. And I just want to know if she has any problem. That's something to do with a witness. Yeah. I know, man. They tried like, their absolute best to make put her on trial. Yes. And I have I to say be more proud of her when she said that. Yeah. Yeah, I have so much respect for her and um I'm just, you know, I'm so grateful that we have her and it's just so unfortunate that this has to happen. I mean, this is just a muck dragging, you know, it's it's muck raking actually. It, and um, I'll tell you what it was. Horrible. It was trying to taint the jury pool. That's exactly yeah. what it was. And now yeah. I saw somebody speculating on, on Facebook said, you watch. After all this, if Fannie Willis is not removed, they're going to petition for a change of venue because they can't get a fur trial in Fulton County after all, after this hearing. I can see it happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to try everything they can. Yep. You know, just. Mm. Yep. I don't even know why they're, they're holding this hearing. Exactly. Why? 
They didn't have to. They didn't have know? to. She could have everything in the trying to bend over backwards to try to prove impartiality. But I think he's almost taken it too far to be yeah, frank with absolutely. You know? absolutely. Absolutely. You're right. This this has gone on too far. He's let it go too far. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things he's allowed to happen shouldn't have happened even during the evidentiary hearing, even though there shouldn't have been one. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget who started this. The guy who who started this this is his mo it he has is a oppo research person for trump yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah. and he sent investigators to dig up dirt on Fonnie willis because yep. if you don't have the facts on your side if you don't have the law on your side attack the prosecutor you get dirt. that's right there you yep. go there you go and that's what they did and this guy it's what he does for a living oppo research yeah. And he turned it on her, but there's nothing in these pleadings. Nothing that's evidence. Right. Mm-mm. Absolutely. And the person that, that came on first and said that they started their romance before the 19th, you know. Who cares? First of uh, all, well, if if that were true, then they, they would be guilty of perjury right now, which would be a an afterthought, but a crime. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Exactly. It would be disqualifying if they were found to have perjured themselves. Right, exactly. Because the because what they put in was that it didn't start until early 2022, but not but that's not the point. The point is the central issue here was if they she benefited financially or any other way financially benefited. And and there is no evidence that that's true. That's None all whatsoever. Hearsay. This should be dismissed immediately. Mm-hmm. Why exactly. he was, he's even entertaining this is beyond me. Exactly. exactly. He doesn't need his money. I'm just here to tell you. You know, it's like they were saying when they said, oh, Taylor Swift is just dating the football player for No, no, that's not a thing. Right. No. For his <clears throat> for his money? Yeah, right. Yeah, she's she's way more wealthy than he is. But uh, That's yeah. what I keep but, thinking. Oh, you're what? telling me. That's a billionaire dating a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, so uh, so I, I I love to watch the A Block on Lawrence O'Donnell show because he frequently has mm-hmm. Neil Katyal and Andrew Weissman on to break down the yes. legal whatever yes. happened that day. And Brad. I believe it was th- yeah it was Thursday night. Uh, Neil Katyal said this, and I heard it, and I said I am getting this clip. For the show, because he said it all right. And I think, you know, the big headline to me after today is Donald Trump is going to face a criminal trial for the first time in our history. Really, a former president is facing a criminal trial. It's going to begin soon, Lawrence, on March 25th. And just to understand just how significant significant this is, Lawrence, just review the bidding. First, before Donald Trump was president, he lied and hid his crimes. So he couldn't be indicted then. And those crimes included, as you just showed on the screen, trying to lie to to hide some stuff so that he couldn't so that he could win an election. Second, he then becomes president and says he can't be indicted for his past crimes while he's a sitting president in office. Third, he then commits more crimes in office, as Andrew knows better than anyone. The Mueller report lists 10 of them. And he says, hey, you can't prosecute me for my crimes while I'm a sitting president. Fourth, he then gets voted out of office and he commits crimes to try and stay in office. And he says, I can't be prosecuted while I'm president. 
So then fifth, they try and impeach him and he gets impeached by the House of Representatives. And then he says he can't be convicted because the remedy is actually to prosecute him after he leaves office. He shouldn't be impeached. Then sixth, he leaves office and he's prosecuted. And he says, I can't be prosecuted because I was president at the time and I'm absolutely immune for acts I took while I was president at the time. And then seventh, finally, for acts for when he wasn't president, he's now saying he can't be prosecuted for those either, as you were just showing in the interchange with his lawyer, because he's running for president again and is a presidential candidate. Altogether, chutzpah doesn't begin to describe these claims. These are claims that you can't, the guy can't see straight. I mean, in what constitution on earth would permit that seven-fold kind of argument uh, it, it, for absolute impunity? It's a recipe yeah. for disaster. Well, Gene Neal, when you put it that way, it sounds kind of unreasonable. Right? Amen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Amen. Right? When you say it like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you my know. God. He broke it down exactly. Exactly. He did. Yeah. Wow. That was That was entertaining. Absolutely. I mean, come on. The guy is just a grifter who thinks he's above the law. That's all it is. That's a one sentence and, way and to it, describe it. You know, any one of us with a, with a single brain cell left outside of maggots uh, can understand the basic premise of no. Nobody has complete immunity over everything they ever did. Right. No. It yep. flies in the face of everything that we believe. Uh, in our legal system, that that there's nobody above the law. Yep. Well, yep. Donnie's trying to make a point that it, it, it it's him. Yes, and it's then, him. Then Friday we saw Judge Engeron's uh, ruling come down, and uh, Andrew Andrew Wiseman was on MSNBC all day as he is anymore every day. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is what he had to say. Eric Trump owes one million. Yep is what yeah. Weitzelberg owes. That's how they get to the um, $364 million number. So again, 355 to Trump, four to Don Jr., four to Eric, one million um, to Weitzelberg. Excuse me, I'm getting handed papers left and right. Uh, let's go to um, uh, Andrew Weissman, who's joining us as well. Andrew, can you talk to us about um, the business side of things, the, the operating side of things? Sure. A couple things I've noted are, in addition to, as you've been talking about, the fact that to the extent that there is an ongoing business, there's not only going to be Barbara Jones, a former federal judge who is an independent monitor who is given enhanced authority here, up to and including, if she recommends, um, pulling the licenses, there will also be an independent compliance officer um, overseeing the company. And notably... For three years, Donald Trump and a whole variety of entities cannot seek to have a loan from any company uh, that is chartered in New York. Um, To be clear, that is licensed to do business here. That is many, many banks. Um, They don't have to be physically located here as long as they're licensed to do business here. And the judge has barred the obtaining of loans from them. Um, so that puts a real damper on the way in which Donald Trump can seek to keep his companies afloat because he cannot for three years seek that as a recourse. Um, so I think, as Yasmin was saying, one of the ways out is um, to have a sale 
of assets um, as a way of, to get this money or to at least be able to put up the money so that he can take an appeal. So this is really um, a, a decision that will cause a lot of pain, not just because of the number, but because of the way in which the company is restricted going forward, its limited ability to um, act in New York um, and to basically have the lifeblood of a company which is taking out loans since that is really necessary to so many businesses. So a, a very, very severe decision today from Judge Angora. There you go. And did you guys see that meme, that meme I, of uh, Mar-a-Lago with the big yard sale going on yeah, up front? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> and uh, my comment was, um, excuse me, can you show me where the classified document section is? <laughs> <laughs> because you know he got some boxes in that bat tacky bathroom with mm-hmm. Vladimir Putin's name on it because <laughs> he can't oh, get man. money from U.S. banks, right? I yep. think they may better pay close attention to his uh, his dealings here soon. Yeah, He's probably right? going to be trying to sell a few of those documents. Yeah, right. Yep. Exactly. So. But anyway, we'll close out with Letitia James. Donald Trump engaged in deceptive business practices and tremendous fraud. Donald Trump falsely, knowingly, inflated his net worth by billions of dollars to unjustly enrich himself, his family, and to cheat the system. Donald Trump may have authored the art of the deal, but he perfected the art of the steal. Boom. (laughs) This long-running fraud was intentional, egregious, illegal. And he did it all of this, he did all of this with the help of the other defendants, his two adult sons and senior executives at the Trump Organization. And so, after 11 weeks of trial, we showed the staggering extent of his fraud and exactly how Donald Trump and the other defendants deceived banks, insurance companies, and other financial institutions for their own personal gain. We proved just how much Donald Trump, his family, and his company unjustly benefited from his fraud. Today, the court once again ruled in our favor and in favor of every hardworking American who plays by the rules. Donald Trump and the other defendants were ordered to pay $463.9 million. That represents $363.9 million in disgorgement, plus... Mm. $100 million in interest, which will continue to increase every single day until he's paid. Love it. Donald Trump, the former chief financial officer of the Trump Organization, Alan Weisselberg, and the former controller of the Trump Organization, Jeffrey McConney, are each banned from serving as an officer or director of any New York company for three years. Mr. Weisselberg and Mr. McConney, are also banned for life from serving in a financial management role in any New York company. Mm. Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump are banned from serving as an officer or director of any New York company for two years. And Donald Trump and his companies are banned from applying for loans from any New York bank or financial institution for three years. A new independent director of compliance will be created at the Trump Organization to ensure the company establishes internal protocols 
and meets financial reporting obligations. And the current independent external monitor will continue to oversee the company's financial dealings and ensure this fraud cannot continue. Yes. I want to be clear. White collar financial fraud is not a victimless crime. When the powerful break the law and take more than their fair share, there are fewer resources available for working people, small businesses and families. And everyday Americans cannot lie to a bank about how much money they have in order to get a mortgage to buy a home or a loan to keep their business afloat or to send their child to college. And if they did, our government would throw the book at them. Mm -hmm. I want to thank the entire incredible and hardworking team in my office that tried this case. Because the scale and the scope of Donald Trump's fraud is staggering. And so too is his ego. Yes. And his belief that the rules do not apply to him. Today, we are holding... Donald Trump accountable. We are holding him accountable for lying, cheating, and a lack of contrition, and for flouting the rules that all of us must play by. Because there cannot be different rules for different people in this country, and former presidents are no exception. This decision is a massive victory for every American who believes in that simple, but fundamental pillar of our democracy, that the rule of law applies to all of us equally, fairly, and justly. Thank you. And she closed with Trump University. Uh, go pricks. Go. Trump University. <laughs> go pricks. Outstanding oh commentary from her. Yes, yeah, they, they could just clip that clip out that part about holding him account, uh, accountable and then have Joe Biden say, I'm Joe Biden and I approve this message. <laughs> I approve this message. Yeah. I mean, seriously. And this is going to keep coming. I mean, he's got a lot more trial dates ahead of him. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, the entertainment is going to pick up, you know, a lot in yeah. the next several months. Well, I mean, I'm sure that whole stage thing with that lady rushing up on the stage to say, I love you, Donald Trump, with his gold sneakers. You know that was because they were talking about how he's going to lose voters because of this fraud um, yeah. ruling. That his yeah. this one and the next one. Well, and the, the criminal next one. ones, yes, yeah. Yeah. the criminal ones, yes. So, yeah. but I mean, think about it. You got four hundred forty. What is it? Four hundred forty-six billion plus the eighty-seven billion that right. he owes E. Jean Carroll. And people started a, a GoFundMe for him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I want to see I want to see Trump Tower come off the name of that building, and I want to see E. Jean Carroll's big ass building written on it. Right, <laughs> That's what I exactly. See. I want to see the airplane towed away, man. I want to see him on Spirit Airlines going to his next rally. Right, exactly. I saw <laughs> someone mocked, next court date. Actually. I saw someone yeah. mocked up a, a Facebook ad for his jet. <laughs> Facebook Marketplace, someone that was hilarious. Oh, but uh, but you know the thing is is these it, the rubes that are doing this GoFundMe for him don't obviously don't realize. The judgments are not against Donald Trump personally. I mean, they are, uh, in, in I guess, sort of uh, theoretically. A, a, but the judgment you read, way. you read the judgments. They're all named. The judgments are against his LLCs, all of Companies. them in New York, and they're all named out. 
And this one is interest going back to 2019 because of the fraud. And this LL, these LLCs go back to 20, 2021 with interest because of the fraud. And these yeah. LLCs. So sending him a GoFundMe isn't isn't going to yeah. help him with this problem because all those all that money's tied up with the, the the people that Judge Ingram put in charge to oversee those LLCs. He can't touch the money. He can't touch any of his properties. He can't he can't even get a loan from New York to put up the bond to to appeal. You wow. know. So well, he's I mean, got to have this GoFundMe. How else is he going to pay for his attorney? Well, he's got to have those gold shoes made in China. Yeah, got to have them made. <laughs> right. And, he, and he's got to get Laura over there at the, the TRNC to start draining their money. Right. <laughs> I don't know how much money it's going to take to bribe Melania to get on stage with his ass. Jesus. Oh, now we're talking God. about real box. Oh, you know she pissed now. <laughs> All her money gone. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it makes you wonder though. It's like if if our in the GOP, I'd be like, you know, guys, maybe we need to rethink this Trump business because he's a money pit. He's just a, a bottomless, endless yep. pit of money he's going to nowhere. He's just a vacuum for Maybe money. we should do something different. Nope, nope. They're sticking with him. Thick nope. and thin forever. He's just like the money. He's just like the money gave nothing. It makes Lindsey Graham's statement stand true. He's just like a Dyson vacuum sucking up all the money. Suck yeah, he, up, baby. he said well, Lindsey Graham's statement being like, if you know, if Donald Trump is our nominee we're going to lose and we deserve is that what you're referring to yeah right. yeah, like yeah. That. yeah. Exactly. that evil destroy the republican party yeah he said that yeah, back in is. 2016 yeah before trump yeah. was nominated as the gop frontrunner or the uh, nominee but anyway with that Seth, tell people where they can check you out oh well thanks tim thanks for having me on the show again uh you can uh find me on mastodon uh, at seth p23 uh you can uh find our vegan esp blog on instagram uh vegan sp on instagram and uh you can check out my latest youtube video on uh, seth page jack one word p-a-j-a-k on youtube and um yeah thanks again for having me on the show all right thank you seth and jo and john uh you can find me on on facebook uh under john brito on youtube a blue dot in texas anywhere else blue dot in texas uh you can find me occasionally on tim cormall show which Yay. i appreciate tremendously <laughs> Uh, but again, uh, with all the entertainment that this brings us, we have to remember that this is our democracy. This is our country that we're fighting for. So pay attention. That's Be involved. Right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Get involved. Do do something. Do something. Thank you, John. Sign a petition. Yes, Thank you, Tim. That's right. Thank you, John and Joe. Uh, you can find me in Scranton. <laughs> you can find me in. I, I'm going to come look for your ass. Yeah, you can. Com you can. You're welcome anytime. <laughs> Once we get past the winter. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, which will be changing. And uh, like I said, I'll keep you updated as I'm building up my new Facebook page and uh, phasing out the old one and sending invitations out to only the people I want to talk to. Right. Uh, Seth, Jan. Thanks. Tim, you're all included. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. That's it. All right. And you can follow me, Tim Cormall, on all the socials, except for the Twitter. I'm mostly on Facebook, though. That's where you see me and threads. I like threads, too. Um, I'm unspoutable sometimes, uh, but I really like threads better. And uh, with that, we'll close out with our uh, friend Lauren Mayer's song of the week. Tyrants are now Trump's best friends, which is actually a she's doing a thing now where once a month she's going to go back and replay one of the songs she did uh, a long time ago. Uh, and refresh the catalog because it's relevant in the news. So, But mm -hmm. that's it. Tr tyrants are now Trump's best friend. And with that, Lauren, take it away, and we will see you all soon. The
French were once allies we loved, but our oldest pals we're booting. Cause Trump prefers you flatter him like Kim Jong-un and Putin. We've kissed off the lands that are quite democratic Cause tyrants are now Trump's best friends His clicking with dictators is automatic Leaves our allies flat But he'll smile at each autocrat No more fights for human rights Cause on flattery he sure depends just say Trump's the greatest, then rule like a sadist. Tyrants are now Trump's best friends. There may come a time when we need our old buddies, but tyrants are now Trump's best friends. Democracy's history, he never studies, he's at ease with sleaze. Who needs enemies with friends like these? Say ta-ta to Canada as our loving relationship ends. The insults to Justin have my poor heart busting. Tyrants are now Trump's best friends. Erdogan. Duterte. Kim, she, Assisi. Talk to me, Vladimir. Tell us all what you've got on Trump. A few kind remarks from oligarchs. And the vilest of them, Trump defends. The way to beguile Trump is easy. Just hile Trump. Tyrants, tyrants. I don't mean democratically elected globalists. Tyrants, I'm at Trump's best, best friend.